I got a question for you. You ready to get deep straight off the bat? Has there ever been a time in your life that you felt broken? Like your life had become unraveled when you, your world felt shattered into a hundred different pieces. Has there ever been a time in your life? Yeah, yeah. Everybody have a time? Shattered? Shattered, broken? Anybody willing to share that with us? Through divorce, yeah. Just that all your friends turned against you and supported your husband, and that you had certain friends that was, and that um, even the church didn't really um, support me. Mm. But I, I continued because I still had my faith, and it didn't deter that. Yeah. But it was real. It was a real struggle, a real down time. Uh, tears were the hardest thing to deal with, crying all the time. Yep. Um, and dealing with two children, only nine and twelve, um, and, and their father didn't have, any, didn't have anything to do with them. Um, so yeah, that, that was. Mm. But I know that it was God that brought me through it and brought me yep. to where I am today. And I wouldn't be able to do what I've done today. Yep. The excitement in my life that I've had with travel and bits and pieces. So in the end, it's become a blessing, but it was a real deep struggle. Mm. Imagine how how long was that struggle? Would you say? How long was that struggle, did you um, say, before you years. finally, yep, full two years? Nice. Anybody relate to that? <laughs> yep. It's a struggle, right? I think it's just another day in the life of a person with depression, eh? Like, mm. so sometimes it's not a moment in time, it's just a moment in life, I think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I like that. Yep. Yeah, I can relate to that on lots of levels. Losing babies was really mm. hard. Very, very poor baby, but yep. lost eight babies, but four of them had to be suicide. So oh, um, yeah, that's hard. Probably the, probably for me, the biggest thing was when my mum finally left my life, which was a huge relief, but so devastating as well. Yep. Because she'd been so abusive and controlling, and it was just time to stop. Mm. But yeah. A long time to recover from realizing um, that your parents didn't want you, didn't love you, and she's very narcissistic. And mm. it, yeah, it just takes a long time to get over that. How old were you when that happened? Um, well, <coughs> she lived for six years. Okay. Um, so I was, yeah, 36 or something. Um, yep. But I'd had the whole childhood abuse, physical. That just felt broken. Just no, gone. It just moved on like I was no one, um, even though I'd always been there. But you know, I, I remember as a child, I'd been told that she had me, so I would be there for her all the time. So my worries all the time was what's her happiness, so I could make her happy all the time, so she still liked me. Yeah. And to go through 36 years of that cold, like brooding in your mind, and then suddenly she was gone, it took me a long time to be able to go, oh, I can think for myself, and I don't have to face her anymore. And mm. I Yep. Still that even at 42, you can be reduced to being a child oh, yeah. when you've had abuse. Yep. Um, but 
but I'm way stronger now than I used to be, so, and my kids will not have my childhood. No. That was my one thing. You do a great job. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Anybody else? What was that moment when it just felt broken? Mine was when I lost my brother. Mm. Just suddenly got down dead of a heart attack. Um, and yeah, it shattered us. And then, of course, Gavin, you know, death in the family. It just, yep. it just makes you so empty and not understand. Mm. And if you could understand it, it would probably help you to, to cope with it. But yeah. Mm. yeah. Anybody else? Thanks for sharing. Now, with those things in mind, looking back at that moment, what was your process for pushing through? You know, eventually putting the pieces back together. What was your process? Everybody processes things differently. What was your process on getting to the point where you are now? It may not be fully solved, fully pushed through yet, but what's your process going through it? Yeah, that's interesting. Do you think do you think that relates a little bit to like Melanie's experience, where all of a sudden you got to make your decision, like to go for that? How was that for you? Um, yeah, well, it's, well, it's very disheartening because I I hoped that it would work in the way that my family would have support me, but it didn't in the end. I ended up being dumped in Hamilton, away from all my support people. So it was a challenge for me to rely on who God was in my life. Yeah. part of the process. How about you, Gwen? What was your process, do you think? Um, I, I process things on my own. I don't mm. like people around me while I'm doing it. Yep. I don't even talk to God while I'm processing it because mm. I know he's there. It's me that's just kind of like ignoring me for a while. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, th I think just thinking about it and trying to work it out, understanding what it's all about. Mm. Melanie? I 
Anybody else really hard on themselves? Your hardest critic? All right, now, looking at today, do you feel that you've become stronger or more hindered because of it, because of the event or the process? Stronger. Yep. Yep. Stronger. Stronger but prone to weakness. Yeah. In what way do you think? Not to do the one thing. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, thanks for sharing, guys. Um, I, I do want to play this here. Have you ever heard of Kintsugi? Anybody heard of Kintsugi before? Uh, 
so kintsugi is actually two words, kin and tsugi, meaning golden joinery, like to be joined together with gold, right? So it's the art of repairing broken pottery. And oftentimes they'll mix the lacquer with either gold, real gold, um, silver or platinum particles, powder. And in simple language, it's the art of embracing damage. So this guy, Ashikaga, was a uh, Japanese um, leader, a, a warrior leader, and he dropped his prized like bowl, broke it, this Chinese bowl that he had. And so he sent it all the way back to China to get it repaired. And when they sent it back to him, um, they had just crudely stapled it back together, <laughs> just really ugly. So he um, got on this mission to hire these um, creatives, uh, basically, what's a better way that we can fix this bowl for me? And, and after all of these things, they came up with this, this technique, this gluing it together and making it beautiful with, with these precious metals in it. And <laughs> here's some examples of some of them. Just these broken bowls that were quite normal looking and then they're put back together quite beautifully, right? So I want to look at um, Paul. So we've got Galatians. Um, a little background. So Paul is Saul at this time and he's traveling to Damascus and he's, or he's talking, he's, he's traveled to Damascus, he's been converted, but he's writing back to the Galatians um, this letter. And he's going back over his life, his conversion here. And, and Paul is saying, For you've heard of my previous way of life in Judaism, how intensely I persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. So here's Paul, Saul, that is the one who was going out, and Jesus has been dead and gone, and the apostles are spreading, and the disciples are spreading, and Paul's out to, to shut it down. And he's intensely just going after this church and persecuting it, arresting them, having them beaten and flogged and imprisoned. And he's like the man out there, and he's gone. And he's begun to consult the high priest at and the time. Gone and actually gotten papers to go to Damascus with the purpose of going, I'm going to go find these Christians, and I'm going to persecute them, put them away, put an end to this movement. And he says how intensely he persecuted this church and he tried to destroy it. And he said, I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people and was extremely zealous for the traditions of my fathers. He's, in another letter, he calls himself a Pharisee of Pharisees. So he's trained as a Pharisee and he's, he's trained under Gamaliel, who's this amazing leader in the, in the Pharisees world. And, and he's like, this is his life. It's like when you put all of your everything into something to learn and you go find the best and you follow them and you study under them and you're doing it and you're doing it. And he's saying, this is me. I've advanced beyond everybody. But when God who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace was pleased to, real, to reveal his son in me. Notice it doesn't say to me. God didn't reveal Jesus to him. He revealed him in him. Reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles my immediate response was not to consult any human being. Interesting, right? So Saul is on his way to Damascus, and this flash of light goes off, and he sees Jesus. And Jesus says, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he has this encounter with him, right? And then we know that he goes into Damascus and spends three days blind, and then um, Ananias comes and, and heals his blindness. And you would think that after this encounter, he's like, I'm going to go find who the best is at this, who knows this, and go follow him. But he doesn't. He goes away 
from people. You went away. You go into yourself. You kind of go into, right? You went into yourself. Our immediate response is to go away from people. And he says, I didn't go up to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before I was, but I went into Arabia, complete opposite direction, south, and later I returned to Damascus. Now, three years later, after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to get acquainted with Cephas, with Peter. Three years he went into isolation before he even went up to meet the disciples, before he even went up to meet Peter. And he stayed with him for two weeks, 15 days. He didn't see any of the other apostles, only James, the Lord's brother. I assure you before God that what I am writing you is no lie. Then I went into Syria and Cilicia. I was personally unknown to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only heard the report. Now his reputation precedes him. The man who formerly persecuted us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. So here we have Saul, this encounter, and his life is shattered. Imagine it just for a second. Everything that you've ever thought, everything you've ever known, shattered, smashed to a thousand pieces, right? All the truths of the law, all the truths of his teaching in Judaism just smashed. And all of a sudden he's going, what do I do with all of this? And he's, he isolates himself. He goes into Arabia and and he goes into um, Petra. Anybody heard of Petra, which is now a wonder of the world? That area, the, the king that had that created and done, he is in Petra, which is a massive spice trade avenue for that time in that area before it became a, a real sea trade. Everyone pushed through this area. So it's interesting that Paul goes down into Arabia, into this place that there are only Gentiles, there are no Christians in that region yet. And he sets up base and says, God, why me? Right? And we don't know much about this three years, but it's a three years of processing. Now, Lois said it took her about two years and you're still working. And, and it just, it takes time to process this when your life is shattered, when something broken just comes and just smashes into your life and whatever happens to you. And we've got Paul down there and he's just going, okay, God, what is it? what is it? Who are you? And he just dives into, and I imagine he just dives into this scripture that he knows, he knows it all. And he goes, all right, prove yourself to me, all right? Then we know that he goes back to Damascus. He's talking to the guys and he says, they praised God because of me. He goes back and he's teaching these churches and these people and he's refuting everybody and they're praising God because of him in spite of who he was but who he has become. And I think that over that three years, it was a putting the pieces back together. It was a, it was a, I've broken. I don't know what to think of. I don't know what to do with my life. And this whole idea of Kintsugi is just this restoring himself and, and going through and pulling things apart. What do I know from this scripture? What do I know from this scripture? What do I know from this scripture? Where's the truth, God? And we see after three years, he goes to Jerusalem and finally meets Peter, only stays there for two weeks, and then his ministry goes. And from that, we know that he wrote the majority of the New Testament, and he's impacted millions and millions and millions and millions of lives because of his writings and his letters and his teachings and everything else going on. But here is a guy who started out whole and actually quite 
successful, quite um, influencing, influential. <laughs> quite an influencer. If he's on Instagram right now, he'd be an Instagram star, right? He'd be having tried. Hey, hey, Paul, man, can you tag me in this? Because he's an influencer, right? And uh, <clears throat> so we have Mr. Man, broken, shattered goes away into isolation, 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 because our immediate response is to push people away, right? And go into the isolation and work things out. How do we get better? How do I get stronger? How do I learn more about myself in this process? And I love the processes that you guys have said. You know, it took time. Some of it was just relying fully on God. Some of it was just pushing people. I don't want you to give me advice right now, you know, whatever it might be. And how do we process that? And um, unfortunately, we had to be down here because I had a bowl that we were going to smash. But um, we'll do that next time. I would encourage you to go home, find a really beautiful bowl, smash it, and then put it back together with something really beautiful. With You can go get the, the epoxy glue at the art store down here. They have golden powder and silver powder and all that stuff and we had it all and um, but we'll we'll have to do that another time but um at the end of the day guys you become more beautiful for having been broken you become more beautiful for having been broken we've all been broken it's how we put those pieces back together and and how we push through and what we pursue after that makes us more beautiful you know with this this kintsugi, we are more beautiful because of the way we put those pieces back together. And I love the way that you guys are putting those pieces back together and you have put them back together. And because that process leads to the next time that something happens and we are broken and those pieces get put back together and we're able to do it a little bit stronger. And But we're able to come out the other side just a little more beautiful, a little stronger, a little more influencing, <laughs> influential and uh, really pour our lives into others. Because what I love about the discussion is like, we don't know these things about you, but we've learned something today from each one of you. you know? And so you help us to go, okay, maybe I can try that to put my pieces back together. Maybe I can go talk to a Melanie or a Lois or a Gwen or an Alex and just go say, ah, oh, man, you know, I'm really struggling. How, what did you do? How was it to move? How was it to leave your entire family and move here? That's a tough thing, you know? What's it like? And we can then grow better. Instead of in isolation, we can work on helping each other grow and push through some of these things a little bit faster, a little bit stronger. And so as we go through this next week, I guess our challenge is to, one, really think of what, what is that thing in your life that is still holding you back, that is still a broken piece of your life. And, and look at those pieces. And how do we restore those pieces and make them a little bit stronger, a little bit more beautiful? And how do you, one, recognize yourself as being able to say those positive truths about yourself and go, actually, no, I am quite beautiful because of this brokenness, because of what I've been through. And so as we go into that week, how can we just challenge ourselves, challenge each other to really look at our lives in that one moment in time and go, what are the pieces that I need to put back together and have the courage to do it this week? Cool. Uh, let me pray. God, um, thank you for brokenness, Lord. You, you have chosen to put your treasures in jars of clay, Lord, knowing that jars of clay can be easily broken, but 
Lord, your gift of restoration, your gift of um, love and reconciliation and your grace, Lord, this is a scandalous grace, Lord, that you love us beyond all words. Lord, you love us and there's nothing we can do about it. Lord, we just thank you so much for your gift of forgiveness, for the gift of mercy, for the gift of healing. Lord, if there's anything going on in, in our lives right now, Lord, I just pray that you would reveal it, Lord, where there needs to be healing, where there needs to be restoration. And I just pray for your um, grace upon all of us, Lord, and may you bless us and keep us. Lord, may you make your face shine upon us and be gracious to us. Turn your face toward us and grant us peace. In Jesus' name, amen.